Hi Family Church Haven and welcome to Sunday Night Local, a half an hour gathering around the Word of God and uh, I pray that you've had a great Sunday, whatever you maybe have been up to and um, we've had a good one as a Carey family this morning we watched the online service and if you haven't yet had a chance to catch up with that, um, that was a great time of just hearing what God is doing in and around the world through Family Church and the missionaries that we've sent out or the missionaries that we're supporting in different ways and I'd encourage you to catch up with that if you haven't um, yet seen that and then we've had a roast today we've gone for a walk um, down by Fishbourne Harbour it's been a busy day for the Kerry household and of course it's Haven't 11th birthday today so if you're part of the family church Haven't journey a massive happy birthday to you 11 years ago we set out to do what God has called us to do and we continue um, to be full of vision um, for our future. So as we um, talk about the future just for a moment as people um, jump on board tonight to listen to God's word let me give you a quick plug for two things. Firstly uh, Stronger which is taking place on the 9th of December and if you haven't yet registered for this and maybe you think did I register? Did I register for November 1 the 2nd of December? What's happened here? Um, just register and if you've double booked yourself and we'll take one of the registrations off um, better to be safe than sorry. So um, pre-register for that event because um, you can only attend if you've pre-registered. So that's going to be a time together um, at the Empower Centre Haven where the worship team ministered to us, where I'm going to share a word, where we're going to break bread together and pray together. It's going to be a powerful time as we come together in person to celebrate God's goodness at the end of this year. And then on the 10th of January, of course, as you heard last week on Refocus, uh, we're starting to regather a section of our church congregation, which is the um, primary school age children. And we're also um, looking at what we can then do next in terms of other groups and in terms of adults starting to regather. So we'll let you know more on that. But if you can help out with the um, kids church program and you don't need to teach, we just need people uh, to help out. Or you can help out with hosting or the AV side of things because we're going to be broadcasting the online um, service for the parents who are staying around, um, then please, please fill out that Google form so that we know um, the support that we have to make that a reality. Excellent. Well, I've given time for people to jump on. So a massive welcome to you, whether you're watching this live right now or uh, just gone 8 p.m. on Sunday evening, or whether you are catching up with us later in the week. Um, we pray that it just blesses um, you and speaks into your life as you listen to this word. Tonight I want to teach on a subject that is all around the providence of God. We spent one series looking at the fruit of the Spirit. We, um, at the beginning of Sunday Night Local Journey, we spoke about faith. Tonight I want to talk about the providence of God and specifically how it applies to our life uh, tonight and this time that we find ourselves in, this season that we're navigating through because it's somewhat of an understatement to say that 2020 has been a bit of a strange year, right? I think we're all in agreement with that. And maybe you're ending this year with anxieties and fears and concerns about where this year has left you or maybe what 2021 is going to bring you. And so I want to speak a word directly into that tonight that it's full of hope. So the central point that we're going to look at tonight, if you're taking notes, is simply this. I want to remind you simply through God's word, that you have a heavenly father who you can trust. And he's a heavenly father who will provide for you. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 in the Amplified says, He who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. 
We looked at that verse when we spoke about the subject of faith, that God is reliable and trustworthy and he is always faithful to his word. Now, one of the promises that he's made over our lives is to provide for us. It's the providence of God. Now, providence, which is where we get this word provide from, it is the biblical teaching of God's oversight, of God's guardianship, of God's constant care for all of his creation, including you tonight. So what I want to do in our time, our half an hour or so together this evening, is look at the general biblical context and teaching of God's providence. And then we're going to look at how it applies to you and to me personally, especially in the season that we find ourselves in. So what does this whole thing of God's providence mean? Now, this word provide, which we know is an everyday English term, this word provide, when you break it apart, you begin to understand what it fully means. See, in the dictionary, provide means this, to supply what is needed, to give sustenance or support. Now, if you break that word apart, you have two sides. You have pro, which is where we get the Latin on behalf of, and you have vide, which is the Latin for to see. It's probably vide or something continental like that, but the Latin vide, to see. So it's seeing on behalf of. Now, what do we say when we're speaking English instead of Latin. Um, we say things like this, I'll see to it. I'll see to that. I'll make sure it's sorted. I'll see to it. Now, just imagine with me for a moment. Let's go on a on a dream journey together. That It's spring 2021 and we're at the Empower Centre Haven. We've just finished an amazing um, service with no restrictions. Come on, dream with me. And we've just had a, a powerful time in God's presence and we're about to go to a barbecue. And I ask you, oh, what, what's needed for the barbecue? And you say, um, oh, we're lacking in, in good burgers. We need good burgers. And I say to you, um, I'll see to it. What am I saying? I'm saying, I will provide what you have need of. It's a term that we know so well. And in Genesis chapter 22, we get uh, a great picture of this in action. And speaking of God's providence, in Genesis chapter 22, it's a moment where Abraham and Isaac are going up Mount Moriah and we know uh, from the account that God has come to Abraham and asked him to sacrifice his one and only son Isaac. This is a foreshadowing of what God is going to do in and through the person of Jesus Christ and so he comes to Abraham and he says I want you to sacrifice Isaac. Now that would have gone up against everything that, that Abraham had begun to understand about who God was. It would have violated the covenant promise that God had made to Abraham and yet Abraham responded in faith. Now, that's not the bit that I want to really focus in on tonight. The bit that I want to focus in on comes in around verse 7. Because in verse 7, they're going up Mount Moriah, and Isaac says to his dad, Dad, we've got the fire, and we've got the wood, but where's the sheep for the sacrifice? I don't know whether Isaac was suddenly onto this plan and suddenly starting to get a bit tetchy about what was going on. And Abraham responds by making this statement. He says, God will provide a sheep. Now that word provide, again, means to see. So Abraham was essentially saying this, God will see the need and he will respond to the need. Because when God sees, we can know that God will act. And sure enough, God provides a, a ram in the thicket. You can read about it in your own leisure. And in verse 14, Abraham makes this statement that gives us a facet of who God is a name for God. And he says this in verse 14, he named the place where they were 
the Lord will provide. Now that's where we get this name that many of you will have heard of many times for God of Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, my Lord will provide. Now here's what I want us to see tonight because I don't just want this to be a theological study on God's providence. I want to talk about how this applies to you and to me today in 2020 in this crazy time that we find ourselves in. That thought of Jehovah Jireh, that thought of God as your provider is a deeply personal statement. It's a deeply personal revelation. What Abraham was saying was this, God you see this need of mine and you provide for it. It's deeply personal. He wasn't talking about some kind of distant supplier. He was talking about this, this intimate provider. Now let me illustrate it this way. That once a month, uh, Kirsty and I, about every four weeks or so, it lands in our bank account on a Tuesday. But Kirsty and I get child benefit from the government. That's just um, something of living in this nation and maybe you... Uh, receive it now maybe you remember receiving it before child benefit and we get a certain amount because we have three children and so it was a certain amount for one and, and so on and so on now here's what I want you to understand that that happens because we filled in some forms a number of years ago sent them off and every month a payment is triggered into our account and it lands into our account but we are just a number on a spreadsheet somewhere we are a number in a system somewhere. They don't know anything about our needs. They don't know really anything about our lives apart from what we put on a form. They just provide in that way. But it's distant. It's not personal. There's a massive difference between that, which we're grateful for, but somebody who may be a close friend or a relative seeing a particular need that we have and saying, here, I see your need and I'm going to provide for that need. God is much more like the latter than the former. He's much more like the second illustration that I've just given than the first one. He's not some distant supplier somewhere. He is intimately close and woven into your life and knows your every need and will provide specifically for that need. Jehovah Jireh is a very personal statement. You know, in Psalm 139, we get this picture of a very personal God, don't we, where it talks about God made us in our mother's womb. You couldn't get more personal than that. That God knitted you together. He created you. The Bible says in Psalm 139 that he sees you in your coming and your going. He, he knows a thought before it lands in your head. It says that all of the days of your life have been recorded in his book before one of them came to be. He's a deeply personal God. Psalm 23, the psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd. Again, this is a, a deeply personal revelation of the provision of God. The Lord is my shepherd. Think about it. A shepherd doesn't just know his overall flock. He knows intimately each and every single sheep that make up a part of that flock. The Lord is my shepherd. And as a result of that, the next verse or the verse carries on. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The New King James Version puts it this way. I shall not want. In other words, I have a heavenly father who intimately knows every detail of my life. And if I truly have need of it, my God will provide for it. My God will see to it. So the scriptures clearly teach us that we have a God who provides. We have a God who sees our needs and responds to that need. Let's look at a few more verses on that. Philippians 4 verse 19. If you're taking notes tonight, Philippians 4 verse 19. 
Paul is writing to the church in Philippi. He's writing from a prison cell and they've sent him some some financial support and he thanks them for that financial support and he makes a statement that I have everything that I need. And within the context of that comment in what he's writing, he makes this statement. He says, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs according to his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. The Amplified says, and my God will liberally supply, fill until full your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. There's so many verses that speak of this truth that God is a provider. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, and God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Romans 8 verse 32, we're going to come back to this one in a moment. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? 2 Peter 1 verse 3. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Psalm 84 verse 11, they just keep on coming. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. I believe this is doing some good for some people listening to these verses. Wash over them tonight. That God is a provider who is intimately involved in your life. So hopefully uh, I've managed to convince you using a number of scriptures and laying them on top of each other. That God is a God who provides, but he does so in a personal way. Now, why is it important that we know that today on Sunday, the 29th of November 2020, why is it that we need to know that? Because maybe this time that we're in right now, at the end of this crazy year, isn't a year where you feel like you're experiencing an abundance. Maybe it feels like you're experiencing lack. Maybe lack is a very real present day experience for you right now and as you watch me tonight you have serious needs you face serious needs maybe your needs are financial you think how am I going to pay the bills at the end of this month you have a a looming redundancy maybe and you're thinking maybe I can save this much or do this and and it's keeping you up at night there's numbers whirling around in your head how am I going to make it through how will God provide for me in this area of my life you may feel a void in the area of peace. Maybe your world is in an inner turmoil right now. You're bombarded by fear. You're under immense pressure. Maybe you feel seriously low on confidence or, or hope. There's a lack in that area of your life. How am I going to face this situation? Maybe it's a health need for you or a loved one. Maybe it's an emotional health need or a, a mental health need or a physical health need in your life. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe there's a relational need that you have right now. Maybe you're lacking in any sense of real purpose or joy, whatever it might be. And the word of God, which remember is living and active. We've looked at that before in Sunday Night Local. I believe can speak into that situation tonight. I believe that the word can bring hope into your very being tonight. Not this hope that's uh, a form of hype, not this hope that's this vague wish that we've spoken about before, but a confidence that we have a God who sees your need and can provide for that exact need. Now flick back to Romans 8 verse 32 for a moment that we referenced and, and, and read 
together just a moment ago because of course the greatest demonstration of God being a provider is what he did in the person of Jesus Christ that Romans 8 verse 32 talks about God providing Jesus for our salvation a moment ago we spoke about that moment um, where Abraham and Isaac went up Mount Moriah and, and Abraham says the Lord will provide now that whole picture of Abraham having to nearly sacrifice his one and only son was remember a foreshadowing a type and a shadow of Jesus coming thousands of years later to be the ultimate sacrifice that John the Baptist remember looked at Jesus and said there he is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world he was the ultimate sacrifice that was needed so in the context of that thought we read Romans 8 verse 32 I want to read it this time from the Passion translation it says for God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure which is the gift of his son and since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for all of us he certainly won't withhold anything from us that he has to give now many translations says he will graciously give us all things now sometimes when you speak to people and they read those verses they think oh that means a Porsche and a, and a, and a massive detached house in the countryside I'm not saying God can't provide those things but that's really not the, the context of the meaning of this verse because it, that's not the point of this this means all things that are good for us all things that lead us to be more and more Christ-like in our nature all things that are contained within his nature and his spirit that's why the fruit of the spirit series was so good because we were understanding God has given me joy in the person of the Holy Spirit it's not something I manufacture God has given me peace God has given me self-control and all of these things he gives us good things so here's my question for you tonight because this isn't just a study for the sake of it this is a study to give us hope and transform our thinking and renewing our minds here's a question what do you have need of today what do you have need of today maybe you're lacking right now in peace we spoke in the fruit of the spirit series that this world is a, a world in chaos right now this world is a world where there isn't all that much peace all around us and maybe in your life because of the stresses of this past year or the fear of what's coming ahead there's a severe lack of peace in your inner world listen when we rely on God's peace and God's provision he will renew to us a peace that as we spoke of a while back will surpass all understanding even in the midst of what you're facing Psalm 85 verse 8 I will listen to what God the Lord says he promises peace to his people, to his faithful servants. If you're one of God's people today, he promises peace into your life. John 14 verse 27, Jesus of course speaking to his disciples, but this is true for us today. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7 in the Amplified, do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, every specific circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, listen to this, the peace that reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Today, the God who wants to provide for all things can provide you with peace.
Maybe you're lacking in, in health, in emotional health, in physical health, in spiritual health, in mental health. God's provision provides health for your life. Remember, Psalm 103 tells us not to forget God's benefits, all the good things that he has done for us. And it says this in Psalm 103, he forgives all of your sins and he heals all of your diseases. Now listen, remember the, the sacrifice that Jesus made, the salvation that is ours now through faith in Jesus Christ. That word salvation comes from a word sozo, which doesn't just talk about the forgiveness of our sins, though that's huge in itself, but it also talks about our physical healing. It speaks of health and restoration. God has provided Jesus as provision for our promised healing. 1 Peter 2 verse 24 he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him and by his stripes, by his wounds, we are present tense healed. Today the one who promises to provide for you can provide you with divine health in all areas of who you are. Maybe tonight your concern, your anxiety, your fear orbits around finances. How you're going to provide for what your children need. How you're going to provide for what's coming ahead of you. Maybe there's real concern in your heart and anxiety. You're not sleeping at night because of a lack of that you're facing materialistically. Listen, God's provision provides for our material needs as well as our spiritual needs. We need to understand that tonight. Now, that, that doesn't mean that God's a cash machine and uh, we can live however we want and God will just keep on churning out the cash for us. That's not how God works. We shouldn't neglect or forget the biblical teaching on tithing and sound biblical wisdom. But clearly, Jesus teaches us to trust God and have faith in God to provide for us materialistically. Matthew chapter 6 verse 11. Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. And we have this prayer that's commonly known as the Lord's Prayer. Obviously Jesus didn't call it that. He just was teaching his friends how to pray. But we have this verse in Matthew chapter 6 verse 11. Where Jesus says uh, how to pray. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. Two things I want you to notice there. Daily and bread. Now let's focus on the second one for a moment. Jesus, give us our daily bread. Now that can sound kind of strange, right? Unless you understand the context of who Jesus was speaking to. Jesus wasn't saying, give us a slice of Warburton's, Lord. Um, you know, Heavenly Father, give us a loaf of Hovis. That isn't what he's saying in that moment. He's speaking to a Jewish audience who would understand bread to be a very powerful symbol of God's provision under the Old Covenant. That if you look in the Old Testament, you see the story and the account of God rescuing the nation of Israel out of slavery and captivity in Egypt, and he's taken them through the Promised Land. And when they run out of food, what does he do? He provides for them with manna. He provides them with bread, with, with manna on the ground. Now, daily bread. Let's focus on daily for a moment. Because the manna was only enough for that one day. If you took more than you needed, it would perish. In fact, there would be punishment for that because God was trying to teach them to rely on him on a daily 
basis. There's something powerful about that. Jesus says, live one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough concerns or worries of its own. Today is the day that God is providing for you. God's provision is a daily thing. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, you have the luxury of saying, God, I thank you that today you provide for me. I'm not stressing about tomorrow. I'm not looking at next month. I'm not thinking about next year. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you provide for me today everything, all things that I have need of today. Later on in that verse, in that chapter, Jesus is speaking about money and needs and he says this, Matthew 6 verse 31 and 32. So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Isn't that interesting that he says it dominates the thoughts of unbelievers. Now when we think that way, that doesn't mean, oh no, I've suddenly lost my salvation. That's not what he's saying. But it's that thinking of, I shouldn't be living this way of walking with anxieties and fears and worries like an unbeliever would when I know the God who provides for me. I don't have to think at the same level as them. Yes, the situation is real, but I don't need to own these anxieties because I know the God who provides for me on a daily basis. He's saying don't worry about that stuff because worry adds nothing to your life. In fact, it takes away from your life, God will take care of you. But if you focus on the kingdom of God, he will give you everything that you need. I want to encourage you, don't allow what you're currently seeing to take you to a place of fear and worry and anxiety. But be like Abraham, who even though in the moment, he, he couldn't, it didn't make sense what he was seeing in that moment. He knew that God would provide for him because that's the God that he served and that's the God that we serve today. When we walk in a direction of worry, this is what we can experience. Proverbs 12 verse 25 puts it this way in the New Living Translation. Worry weighs a person down. For some of you, that's what you're experiencing right now. You feel like you have the weight of a world on your shoulders, maybe because of your own life, maybe because of the concerns you have for loved ones and people close to your life. You are experiencing maybe sleepless nights or, or, or fears that are just playing over and over again in your head. There's a lack of peace. Maybe you're concerned about your job or your health or your children. I want to encourage you to do exactly what Peter says in his writings. And in his writings, he gives us an invitation to do something that can change our perspective. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 he says this cast all your cares all your anxieties all your worries all your concerns once and for all on him for he cares about you with deepest affection and he watches over you very carefully now the illustration that we often use when we talk about casting is of course fishermen and if you go down to the beach and you watch them certainly beach fishing They'll add lead weights, but they launch out for, uh, I was going to say miles, obviously it's not miles, but a very big distance that they launch these weights out. But here's where the illustration for me doesn't really line up, because what fishermen will do is they'll eventually reel that back in and then maybe go again. Listen, I believe that the first part of that illustration is great, but then we leave it there. 
God doesn't want you to reel in that anxiety. When you hand it over to him, it's there once and for all. Throw the rod in as well. Don't reel back in the anxiety. See, we can for a moment cast our cares upon God in prayer. And then the next morning we wake up and it's the first thing on our mind and we start playing it all over again. I want to encourage you with that verse that it says, cast all your cares, your anxieties, your worries, your concerns once and for all on him. Don't reel back your concerns and your anxieties. In this time of COVID, know that God is your provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. And as Romans chapter 8 tells us, if God didn't spare his own son, his one and only son, his prized possession, if he didn't hold Jesus back from us, why would he withhold anything that we need in our lives? Whatever we face today, we can trust God that he sees the bigger picture. And now that's not, that's not being blasé about what we're facing because I know that some people are facing very real situations right now. And it's not being ultra positive. Oh, it'll be all right. The sun will shine again tomorrow. Come on, don't worry, be happy. It's not that. It's trusting in God's sovereignty and goodness over our lives. Romans 8 verse 28, I'll end with this verse. It says this, and we know, with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us, there's that personal thought again, he causes all things to work together as a plan for good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. Notice it says a few things. It says he causes all things, the things that make sense, the things that don't, the things that we can laugh about the things that bring us pain. He uses all things together for good. For his version of good, which is far greater than ours. Again, this thought of God seeing the overall rather than our limited moment and our understanding. Our God provides. Here's how I want to end tonight. just want to simply pray for you. And whether you're watching this live right now on Sunday evening or whether you're catching up with this later on in the week, I just want to encourage you just to take a moment, put down your pen or, or if you're flicking through the newspaper, put it down. Or if you're listening to this as you're out jogging in the week, just to stop for a moment wherever you are. Sit down and let the Holy Spirit just minister to you for a moment as we cast our cares upon him. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, right now, I just pray for your precious people that make up Family Church Heaven, wherever they may be, whatever they're doing, whether they're sat on the couch, whether they're walking the dog, whether they're driving on their way to, to work, whatever they're doing right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would minister to them in such a way that removes anxieties and fears and peace would come instead. Father, I thank you that you would flood their life with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Heavenly Father, as they make a conscious choice to cast their cares upon you, their burdens, their anxieties, their fears upon you and not reel them back in. Father, I thank you that they would know you in this season as their provider. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you minister to your people divine health for those struggling with ailments, for those with physical pains, for, for shoulder pain, elbow pain, Lord, for cancers. Father, right now, for those who we love, who are in hospital right now, we speak divine health over their mortal bodies. Lord, for those 
fear and lack materialistically. Father, we pray right now for supernatural provision, that even as we are praying right now, you are working in the background of people's lives, that they will receive exactly what they need, whether that be financial, whether that be support or help, whether that be more work, whatever it might be, God, right now we thank you that you're working in the background for our good and for your glory. Father, whatever we have need of, we know that you are a God who provides. You are Jehovah Jireh. Father, we thank you for your providence over our life, that we are not in lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Lord, let that be our declaration when we wake up tomorrow morning. Let us declare, God, this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it and let us trust you for our daily provision tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and for the rest of this week. Father, we thank you for your goodness over our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that that's been an encouragement to you tonight. Why not share it? Why not like it? Why not tell people to give it a watch if you know people who are struggling in the area of anxieties and fears, knowing that God is our provider. We love you, Family Church. Happy 11th birthday. And let's just look ahead full of vision, knowing the best is truly yet to come. God bless you. Have a great week and we'll be back here next Sunday.